0: In 1972, when I was six years old and dinosaurs roamed the earth, I actually did it. I ditched the training wheels on my Schwinn bicycle and flew down Brookside Drive in Elgin, Illinois, where we lived. And I did it for the first time. My hair was blowing in the wind. No helmets in the 1970s. To celebrate, a few hours later, my evil sister took me up with my bicycle to the steepest hill in the neighborhood. It'll be fun, she said, to drive down that hill. My foot, it was a treacherous, treacherous steep hill. But let's be honest, when I went there years later, it, the incline was hardly noticeable. Maybe the earth has flattened over the years or something, but it seemed big to me. The people in the house at the bottom of this treacherous hill in our neighborhood were having a huge party, complete with an adult wiffle ball game, hundreds of people, maybe 50, and I remember thinking that I was going to not fail as I was going down that hill in front of them. As we headed down the hill, we picked up speed, naturally, faster, 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 in that moment, my brake training was waning. I couldn't figure it out, right up to the point that the guy in the 1972 AMC Gremlin turned up the hill. As I was going down the hill, I panicked, and so did he as we made eye contact for what seemed to be an eternity. Seeing the terror on my face, the man literally started backing down the hill, but not fast enough. And I crash landed on his hood of his car and off into the ditch in front of this huge party, a hush Followed by screams and gasps of the adults who didn't see the whole thing happen, and they came running. And Father Brian, a boy of seven at the time, ran into my my parents' house and said that I got hit by the car and was probably dead. And it was at that moment I began to ponder, how? How long could I sustain this charade that I was hit by a car? I hit the car. It was all my fault. But my alligator tears that day uh, ruled, and the man's face was disgu- uh, uh, face disgusted and accusing slightly tipsy adults around him. The point is, within a few minutes of learning how to ride a bike, I completely forgot everything. I failed because of fear and stress. The old expression, it's just like riding the bike, is often used to describe something that comes second nature immediately, should be easy to do. Again, my foot, tell that to my bruised six-year-old ego as I sat in the ditch like common roadkill. I lost all my skills just like that, and it reminds me of the apostles on Pentecost Sunday. Fifty days ago, we read that they gathered in the upper room in an intimate moment with Jesus as they washed as he washed their feet as an example of radical service. He instituted the priesthood as well, and also the Eucharist that would be a perpetual sacrifice when he ascended into heaven. At the Last Supper, Jesus prayed for the apostles, that they might be one, that the Father would protect them, that they might be consecrated in the truth, and that all those who would hear the gospel through them might be unified. So Jesus didn't leave any loose ends. He would think that the church would have moved forward with complete confidence in his will, but what happened when they left the room? They fell off the bike, so to speak, abandoning their friend and their Lord. Right after the Last Supper, right after their priestly ordination, they blew it. Jesus or Judas sold Jesus, valuing him for 30 pieces of silver, which is A book for slaves. Eleven of other terrified apostles ran away from the garden, and Peter denied even knowing Jesus three times. How utterly disappointing for Jesus. He had prepared them for years about what would happen and what they were called to do, but none of his prayerful preparation seemed to take hold. Fast forward, the apostles returned to the upper room 50 days later, and Jesus has ascended into heaven, and the anxiety-ridden apostles huddled around Jesus' mother for 11 days and prayed after the ascension, and their prayers were answered. They left the upper room and began to fearlessly preach the gospel. They led 3,000 people to Christ on the first day alone. The same apostles were scattered from the garden like frightened children, were now gathering God's children together, miraculously communicating to people from all the known world. The same Peter who denied Jesus was now on fire, publicly confessing that Jesus was the long awaited Messiah, the Son of the Living God, and the condemning the actions of the scribes and the Pharisees who had put them to death. The disciples were too afraid to be at the cross, now boldly and proudly proclaimed Jesus' salvific love no matter the consequences. So what was the difference? What could have made these men turn so quickly from cowards to shepherds, from failures to willing martyrs? Of course, the answer is the Holy Spirit that we celebrate today. On Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit worked a miracle in each of the apostles and through them in the whole church. As the apostles were huddled together around Mary, suddenly there was a loud crash and wind driving through the room. Tongues of fire came down and rested upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. This was the difference. It was call, it's called a theophany a manifestation of God to man. And through the theophany, the Holy Spirit gave them boldness, coming down upon them as tongues of fire. Tongues because they were to speak, and fire because they were to. the Spirit burned away a remnant of fear as they preached the good news about God's love and repentance of sins. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would lead them to all truth in the context of a dark and sinful world. So guided by the Holy Spirit, they began to fulfill the mission. The Acts of the Apostles had begun. The church was born. This is our birthday as a community of believers. Today, of course, the church is still alive, and the Acts of the Apostles continues in the church. As Catholics, we don't look at Pentecost as a historical event that we look backwards to see. That is, God continues to write new chapters through his church, even in the modern world. And through the sacraments, the wind is still blowing, my brothers and sisters. Through the sacraments, the fire of the Holy Spirit still burns. So the key to understanding Pentecost today is the basic understanding that the Holy Spirit has descended upon all those who receive the sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. The question is, are we Holy Thursday disciples or Pentecost Sunday disciples? We come to Mass, and Jesus prays with us and for us. He feeds us with his flesh and blood, but when we leave the upper room of this church, do we leave him behind in fear, giving in to various denials, perhaps... For comfort, like St. Peter, perhaps out of fear, like the rest. Proclaiming the gospel has never been easy, and some will reject us. It happened to Peter, it happened to St. Paul, so we're in good company. But look back to what the first disciples encountered and accomplished with the Holy Spirit's guidance thousands of converts on the first day and thousands more in the days that followed, even as the Jewish and Roman authorities were trying to kill them for proclaiming the gospel. On Pentecost, we ponder that if the Holy Spirit could work such wonders through rough fishermen and tax collectors, then surely he can do great things through us. With the help of the Holy Spirit, who equips us with the gifts of wisdom, Understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord, we too can turn from cowards to heroes, from sinners to saints. So we're in the upper room during this Pentecost liturgy. Let us pray about what kind of disciples we are going to be fearful Holy Thursday disciples or Pentecost Sunday disciples. Let us pray that the Acts of the Apostles will continue through us and through our stories of preaching the good news and that we will be yet another link of disciples that will bring others to Christ. And on this Pentecost uh, Sunday today, let us pray, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit And they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth.